0: Hello there. We're trying to keep Coral Chihuahua going, and so we draw your attention to the possibility of listening to us on Patreon for just a few quid a month. This also magically gets rid of the ads. That's Patreon with an E. Patreon.com forward slash Coral Chihuahua. On with the app.
3: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: It's like Mickey Mouse, it?
0: <laughs> I'm standing by a biffa bin. At the east end of York, Minster. And look who i bumped into. It's Eamon Dugan. Oh, good evening all. Nice to see you. It's been ages, isn't it? It's been... Um, uh, we keep trying to do two hours, but uh, life keeps getting in the way. And you've been incredibly busy, and I've been doing my thing. We managed a couple with... One with Sammy. You've been but- super busy. Oh, we try very hard to give that impression. Yeah. <laughs> but you've just given up most wonderful concert with the 16, part of the Choral p- Pilgrimage, which we talk about a lot on, on Choral Chihuahua. And it was lovely to hear it actually live and to see Harry doing his stuff and to see the singers, most of whom I know, but
2: not all. A
0: couple of sopranos and an alto, black-haired alto. Who was that? I didn't
2: know. Yeah, uh, uh, Lissy Paul. Oh, that's Lissy, that's Paul, Lissy Paul, the famous yeah. Lissy yeah, Paul.
0: Lovely. Um, and, there was, uh, and it was a bird programme. And had to say vigilate at that speed in the minster.
2: Impressed, it worked. But that's a scary one to a party sort of piece. So much good music in this program. I mean, where do you begin with Bird? <sighs> <sighs> the first piece in the second half, Tristizia. Tristy, yes. Oh, yeah. that is just. In the rehearsal today, we got to the start of the second part, and I just I turned around to my my, de- my desk partner Rob McDonald and said. How is it that he can write something so simple, in three parts, of so just basic imitation, but he changes one note, and it's got the most devastating emotional impact? Mm. It's it's someone working at the absolute height of their powers.
0: And what did Rob say? Because he's got a very very low voice.
2: He just nodded at me and yeah. like you yeah. know. A man of few
0: words, except when he's singing. Yeah. Um, and it lovely to see Harry again, our erstwhile co-presenter. Yes, He's indeed, yeah. Been knocking yeah. away yeah. a little bit of gin in the, in the cross keys there. Lovely to see a pub entirely, <laughs> entirely full <laughs> of professional choral singers.
2: Yeah. I, I think the lady behind the bar was expecting a quiet night, and when at 10 o'clock we descended, <laughs> she, <laughs> she wasn't, wasn't ha- best pleased to see us, no, was she? No, but she yeah. was
0: even less happy when you asked her for a pint of humour.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to be... <laughs> If you're going to be grumpy like that, you've got to expect, you know, the odd little wry yeah. comment. Anyway, this is just a, a quick hello, really,
0: cause, um, uh, because this is your episode. This is you and some um, older singers, in, or old, as one of the ladies herself describes them, uh, with you just a couple of weeks ago in Italy, and you're going to set it up very nicely. And I know the view from Monte Conroe that you're talking about down onto the bay. That's quite something, isn't it? It's
2: it is a really beautiful setting and uh it it's it is a great place to go and, and 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 make music because you're very you are very cut off from the world and it gives you an opportunity to focus on what you're trying to do in terms of learning the music and um doing something with it and mm. getting into a particular style of music it also gives the space to maybe focus on what you're trying to do vocally. And what's surprising, actually, and 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 laudable, I think, is that a lot of the singers were actually on certain days, rather than going off and making their excursions. Uh, I would often see them having an afternoon in the hotel, just working on their music or practicing. And uh, people taking it very, very seriously because this is this is a recreation. And, and also, it's a it's a post. COVID thing. There's a lot of
0: talk and as the episode goes on people start talking about what COVID has done to them. I hope people will listen to that because that's it's really interesting. You're not on your own if you're finding it difficult post-COVID. And they talked about your, your exercises <laughs> and they talked about the Freddie Steady one which I then asked you to send me an example of thinking it would last about five seconds and it took about four minutes for you to explain <laughs> it so I'm not going to use that.
2: Quick, Pracy. <laughs> okay, Steady Freddie uh, it's, uh, it's a breathing exercise where you control the rate at which you exhale going... <sighs> Uh, and you breathe out on that consonant for, let's say, seven seconds, and then the next time you do it, you breathe out for eight seconds and nine seconds, seconds so on and so forth, and if you, if you repeat this over a period of time, it should uh, sort of increase your stamina, increase your capacity to sing longer phrases. Welcome to Coral Chihuahua.
0: It's a Morales thing.
2: song and a lawnmower keeping me company looking out over the coast and a really really wonderful view here in monte Conorol, near ancona near the town of sirolo where i'm working this week running a course for andrew van der beek uh, and the laycock music courses these are courses for amateur singers um, where we come and it's a sort of residential week and work through um, a selection of repertoire, often um, focusing on a particular period or a particular region, nationality. In this instance, we're doing a programme called After Palestrina, and it focuses on three composers, Luca Marenzio, Aspirillo Pacelli and Vincenzo Bertoluzzi. There's a sort of voluptuous quality to a lot of his music. So um, I'm hoping that the singers are going to enjoy it. I don't think many of them will have come across Pacelli and Bertolusi before. So we'll see what they make of it. I'm here with Andrew van der Beek, the uh, founder of the Laycock Courses. Um, Andrew, you've been running these for quite some number of years now, haven't you? Tell Fred, us. Fred,
5: afraid so. Um, first one was in 1986. And uh, your friend Harry was our conductor then.
2: Harry Christopher's, all the way back in 1986. And what led you to start these?
5: Um, I think that's um, because I'm not trained as a musician. My my highest musical qualification is Grade 4 violin. uh, Merit, mind. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm a scientist, really, by by, uh, education. But I drifted into music and uh, discovered um, summer schools in my early 20s. I went to Dartington a lot of times, and uh, another one in Germany, run by the Merck firm, which makes the wind instruments. And they just seemed such marvellous occasions where you're sort of locked away in a beautiful place for a week, do music, which was what you wanted to do anyway, uh, with wonderful people. And I just made um, so many long, you know, lifelong friendships at those weeks, and um, learned a lot of musicianship as well.
2: There's a there's obviously a, a lasting appeal here because people come back again and again on these courses. It seems.
5: Yes, we're blessed with a very loyal um, following. Um, I, I try to get the most fantastic directors. Raymond. Of course, yeah. Um, of course. And, and uh, Montecarlo is a wonderful place. It's it's a, a real like a good summer school venue. It's locked away from the real world. There's, there's no contact with. You know, your concerns about tax or, or all <laughs> the troubles of the world you can just escape in, into music for a whole week
2: and without wanting to uh um, you know take away from your uh, achievements as a singer this week, of course you have another string to your bow don't you as a a player of exotic instruments
5: uh, yes that was um, more in my um earlier adulthood um, At tonight i was very lucky enough to meet David Monroe uh, in one course and eventually I was asked to to play in, in his early music consort whenever they expanded to do recordings or or tours or proms um, and that was a, a wonderful period of my life.
2: Yep. Just tell us what you played
5: uh, Well I played all the um, Renaissance wind instruments, the crumb horn, the racket the kirtle um. Then uh, Mentioned sackbut and the serpent.
2: The serpent, that's the instrument that I always think of you as, as playing. It sounds like there's one coming up the hill.
5: Uh, yes. But it yeah. might just be a motorbike. Yes, I remember seeing a picked I had an Observer's Book of Music, I think, as a child, and there's a picture of a serpent player. And <laughs> ever since I saw that at the age of 12 or something, I wanted to get one of the instruments and possibly play it, and it, it eventually happened. Amazing. Yes. <laughs>
2: Laycock courses are full of lovely people with a wide and varied experience of life. Let's hear from some of them about what singing in groups means to them. <laughs>
1: As a musician, since a very early age, living in a dysfunctional family, music has been a refuge for me. Also a way to bring in happiness in the family, if we could be together and sing at any time. But all through my life, anything that's worried me, I've gone to music and it works. It can heal you, as long as it's not such a bad... uh, Performance you're doing, <laughs> and you with you with other people breathing together and desiring to make things work, and even if you're in a dysfunctional office or anywhere, singing in a group is is a wonderful experience. I absolutely, totally agree,
6: and <clears throat> I find. I, I found, and I know this has been true of other people, that since my husband died, the, the choir has what kept me sane, mm. going to sing with other people. And it, as Jenny says, it's breathing with other people, it's being with other people, it's the social side of music as well. But actually, it's just it's the singing, and it's actually the same because I play the cello, and it's the same in a string group as well. But singing is is is
1: the best.
2: That's one of the great things about these courses—is is the social element. Of course, I mean, yes. we're here to sing and to work and try and improve yes. and to create an ensemble mm-hmm. as the week goes on, but also we get to have dinner together every night yes. and people Absolutely. go off and you know do their day trips to visit Sirolo and uh, yes. and the other towns nearby. It's it, but it all stems from the music, doesn't it?
6: Yes, I, I totally agree.
2: If only our uh, uh, our politicians would. You know, understand that. I mean, you know, we keep on banging our heads against the wall with this, but it, Look, but it, I'm, it's I'm so gonna, obvious. I
1: worked in a parliament for over thirty years, and I'm going to tell you something. Some of the worst politicians, after the Parliament gets up, get together in someone's room and they play music, and lots of them are former band members. Is that right? Yes, yeah.
2: So I was working in Denmark recently, and um, somebody told me that uh, it's not uncommon. For meetings to start with, uh, with the with a with a group sing song of a of, of a Danish folk song, it's really common for that to happen. I mean, how enlightened is that? But and you know, wonderful, but also wonderful for, you know, for the mood and setting a good tone for a meeting, but also to um, maintain and cultivate you know their their folk song tradition, which is really strong in Denmark. <laughs> got some of the troublemakers here <laughs> yeah yeah well that's what about. just uh Excuse t- me? T- yeah who are we talking to here and martin martin and
1: miranda yeah
2: now, miranda this is your first course isn't this it is my
1: first course with laycott yes yeah tell me
2: how have you found it
1: um i found it really really enjoyable a little stressful at times stressful how um because it's very intense it's uh sometimes quite difficult um But I've really, really enjoyed the the musical director and everything that he's given us to. Enjoyed the musical director. Oh shush! Can you cut that bit, please? Uh, Can that be broadcast? What I was about to say was I've enjoyed all of the exercises that you've brought to us. I think it's been really, really enjoyable. All of those things that we learn to. Improve the way that we sing and how we can actually, especially as you said, as we're growing older, improve our voice, you know, moving up and down the scales and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, that's been very, very interesting.
0: Exercise where you relax the folds and just.
2: It's amazing. I mean,
7: why has nobody ever mentioned that
0: to me before?
2: That's the thing, there's a lot of research done in the last, I mean, in the last 20, 30 years, which is, I think, has really sort of changed uh, people's perceptions of what. You know what we need to be doing, perhaps in terms of uh, vocal maintenance, uh, if you like. I-, I find that one absolutely extraordinary yeah, it as well.
7: helps the bottom range.
2: Yeah, and especially exactly that because All those Gs and F tonight. Yeah. yeah. So as tension creeps in, you know, while you're singing, which is inevitable to a degree, mm. to an extent. Uh, yeah, it's a great way to, to relax. turn right up. Um, the composers that we've been looking at: Pacelli, Bertoluzzi and Marenzio. Um, familiar names to you, Martin? Morencio was familiar, but the other two weren't. Yeah, tonight's was actually a really good piece. I love it.
5: it just, just so hard to get it going, but yeah. it was
2: surprisingly challenging. That's for yeah. the Morencio Iniquos Audio Abui. Just imagine it with sackbuts; it would be wonderful. That exactly. Piece. That's exactly the sort of thing you want to hear with it. Yeah. But rhythmically, uh, quite. Um, I mean, not challenging, but it's it's. I think for us, it's it's managing to keep the concentration so you're sort of reading both choirs at the same time so when yeah. we've got this dialogue between yeah. the two choirs, not switching off but managing to keep counting, imagining you're still singing so that you can pick it up exactly. yeah. yeah, great there we go, let's hear a little bit of that Morencio Iniquos Audio Abubi right now
3: people sing at our age and say how good it is for their mental well-being I think um, how you can feel absolutely exhausted at the end of a day, your energy is run lower, and you go out and you sing, and it must be the breathing and the making music together, the community aspect and I suppose the desire to to do better Uh, it's easy to go sing in a community but perhaps less easy to do it well because um, you just do what you've always done in an amateur fashion. I'm talking amateurs now, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, you, well, you
7: say you're an amateur, but the, the intricacy of what we're doing is actually fantastic. Yeah. Yes, here. Um, yeah. The mental I mean,
3: stimulus of counting and, yeah, rhythms and yeah. um
7: I, I think in some ways I'm singing better than ever because I'm doing so much of it. Yes, and, it's amongst, and it's amongst friends, yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. But on the other hand, of course, we have the decline. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean a Tell little me list here it, yeah. um, losing yeah. high notes no losing I don't In fact, no? high
6: notes for me are well, better
7: yes. losing low notes no, yeah. <laughs> my yeah. range generally is decreased
8: mm-hmm. uh,
7: losing vocal agility yes.
8: yeah. Yeah. Uh, the exactly. brain
7: can do it but the voice can't mm-hmm.
6: I'm finding that the, the lugubrious ones as you mentioned are so much easier and more enjoyable because I can do them but the leaps that you're expecting us to do, the syncopation and that sort of stuff is so hard. So no. is,
2: is it the case that there's slightly slower moving uh, pieces which have less, uh, you know, quick, uh, quickly notated uh, rhythmic passages? Uh, what I feel in the room is that mm. as, we, as we approach... Uh, let's say, a little section which is rhythmically more complex, you can almost feel the sort of apprehension the dread. coming into the room.
6: And the confidence isn't there anymore to do it.
2: Yeah, it's really hard, isn't it, to keep to keep that mental clarity, to think yes. we know where the beat is, we know okay. what the pulse is, and to not have that rush of blood to the head makes and then you... And then there are more notes mm. to
3: fit into the same space of, 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 of time at yeah. the bar and you sort of go into a quick... Um, where is and the beat?
6: What is happening? Your mental processes just are slower. I hate to say it, they are. I mean, this afternoon you were saying, go on, you've got to do it. It's one and you come in on two. You're not doing it, you're saying. You're, you're lingering on that note. and We do linger. Yeah. And
3: waiting for the next person <laughs> to do it probably, but,
7: yeah. but I, I think even if your brain's in the right place if it's in the right place it's still getting the vo- voice to do it mm. is, still, is a problem the agility part um, I think
2: you can definitely blame the conductor he sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a monster this guy oh, right? absolute, yeah. absolute, absolute tyrant once you're threatened <laughs> if
3: you did it wrong again you'll be standing drinks for the whole section it <laughs> yeah. really pulled people into shape <laughs> we did it, didn't and we? what yes. happened at that point when we I said dessert. Dessert? Yeah. Yes. Perfect, yes, it? exactly
2: a little sort mm. of, you know, sort of yeah. carrot and stick by to inflect the text and to make sure that we're not just singing at one dynamic or singing in one shape, one colour. We have to think imaginatively all the time. That's one of Mark Elder's great things, you know. I mean, not that Mark does much polyphony, I don't think, but one of the things he's always saying to, to choirs, I've been lucky enough to work with him uh, a lot over the last, you know, sort of 10 years and he's always saying think imaginatively mm. and it's a great, it's a great dictum to sort of hang on to. So, you know, we must never be Run of the mill,
3: no. And you have a word that's repeated or a phrase that's repeated. Then each one's got to be different. It's yeah. got. To, it's got to grow on the one before or mm, you know, do something, something with it. Yeah, that's what you yeah. say. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. And that's something that we encounter in music all the time. Of course, you know we have to sing adjuvarme, adjuvarme, adjuvarme and one of the pieces that we were that we were singing today we've got to sing it six, mm-hmm. seven, eight times between the two choirs mm-hmm. um, if you're singing Schöne Milchen by Schubert you have to sing yeah. dein ist mein Herz dein ist mein Herz und soll es ewig, ewig bleiben many, many times mm. in number 11 in Schöne Milchen. you know, that's you've got to find a different way to do it every time, you have to create, you have to so invent presents
3: a colour exactly, than it, yeah, there's always got to a be a, a reason tapestry. for repetition, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. quite so
3: I also want to mention your warm-ups because they've been very enlightening and very useful. The best ones, yes, really best ones. You've given us sort of a way of coping with particular voice breaks. uh, Yes. And um, also, can you
2: can you be more specific about what it is that you found particularly useful? Well, I and like if you can describe what it is that you maybe were struggling with and what's helped.
3: Yes. So I think the focus bit, getting everybody's brain engaged and concentrated, so the clapping exercises and the the physicality of doing what you've done with the sound. So we produce the sound and introduce uh, physical movements. So it's also good for the intricacy and the uh, coordination that you require in order to do what we're doing. That's reading music off the page, the words, the... Um, the phrasing mm. the counting the everything else so that's been really helpful to see I've how I the
6: sliding ones because I've got this break there's no doubt when I get to about an F there's very little there it changes from the top to the bottom there's nothing there in the middle and this sliding one is helping to overcome that bridge that, that is there and that's been really helpful yeah,
2: I found that well, as I said mm. to you you know my own um, sort of vocal uh, mm. exercises I found those mm. Have really helped me address like issues within within my own voice. Yeah, the first
3: day it was really hard to do it. Yeah. Really hard. I just felt I leapt between the two, as you said, and then slowly, when you break it down and do it really slowly and concentrate with your eyes closed, particularly, yeah, then you start to understand how you can swoop up and down. Have you found that helpful?
4: Yes, well, hugely. But
7: it. I think that the biggest thing about your ups is that I've enjoyed every minute and haven't got bored. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, that's true. So we usually yeah. hate. Yes, don't we? Yeah. I mean, most players hate warm-ups, and yours have been we lovely. We hated ours all really night. Very creative. Yeah. 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 I mean, even here, um, there have been yeah. certain aspects of warm-ups, warm-ups in the past where, you know, I could have yeah. I could done without half of it, mm. but no, excellent, really good. You heard it
2: here first, folks, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've got it in writing as well. Yes. Uh, no, that, well, that, of course, that's that's very nice to hear. Mm. The connection between a physical movement and how that relates to what we're trying to do with our voices is, of course, hugely mm. important. We can't see the muscles that we're using when we're singing and it's difficult to know how to manipulate them if you haven't trained them you know, to a, to a, to a higher degree. So, for example, let's say if we're trying to get up and over a note, making a gesture mm. that takes us up and over or stretching, you know, drawing out the sound... Even if it's something as as what seemingly straightforward as making a, a a syllable or a vowel long, just pulling one's fingers apart in a sideways gesture, can really help make that connection between what you actually need to do vocally, because we might think we're doing it, but of course it doesn't always come across that way. As, as Mary King, uh, who uh, appears in a you know on an earlier episode of Choral Chihuahua, uh you know said that you might think that you're doing something which is going to have you might be making a musical gesture which you think is going to be very striking and uh, but then if you listen back to it you realize that there's nothing there at all and we have to go much further you know with that with that process in in order in order for it to really register um and i think that's one of the things that at times this week we've really really embraced that but of course, the challenge with all of these things is making it habitual. Mm. Uh, and in a in a week like this, um, or yeah. five six days when you know when we're together, I'm throwing a lot of information at you in a short space of time, and it's a question of how much one can absorb and and then hopefully take away.
6: We'll all take different nuggets away, I think, which which apply to our own idiosyncrasies. We're all different. But which actually
7: leads and, me yeah. to one of my points, which is that the feature of growing old is that within two minutes you simply revert to previous, revert to type. Yep. I,
2: I'm not sure that's a feature just, to, uh, <laughs> you know, of, uh, <laughs> uh, of one's age. I, th- I think it's it's human condition, is it, actually? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's this focus
6: you have to have before you start to sing. Mm. So Some yes. things will remain, though. There's no doubt. Yes. Mm.
2: No, I think very true. Very mm. true. Yeah. Post-Covid, coming back and working with choirs again, one of the things that I found was that the levels of concentration were seemingly really quite severely affected by it and this is not just with uh non professional singers but also you know, right across, you know, from the mm, upper echelons people. of, of, of the groups sure. that I work with, yeah. right down to you know, to students and and then and then kids as well, that ability to concentrate for long periods, yeah. you know, to hold one's mental focus and to keep pushing oneself took a real hit. Yeah. Uh was that you know, have you found that to be the case as well? And in a week like this where ostensibly we're on a kind of holiday I say we, you're on a kind of holiday here to enjoy some singing but I'm asking you to really really rework hard during Mm. these sessions
7: Yeah, I think my feeling is that my concentration is nowhere near as good but um, I'm older and what were we doing during Covid? We were on our phones with 10 second attention spans um, which didn't help and we lost the habit Um, and also, from the very first COVID jab I had, I was convinced that something had changed slightly in my brain. But there again, is it just actually the isolation that was doing it? We will never know. More, we'll yeah. never know. But it yeah. uh, something something has
2: changed. Yeah, uh, that's been very, as I say, very much my experience of it. I think it is getting better, but I think it's something that we all need to be conscious of and and strive to yeah. you know to, to work with it. My my chamber choir, the uh, Thomas Tallis Society. It's taken us some time to get back to, you know, approaching the levels that we were at Mm. pre-COVID. And yeah, I find that, you know, myself, the first concert back with the 16 that we did immediately after the pandemic was was very, very nervy. You know, we were really concerned as to whether we could do it anymore. You know, just before we walked on stage there was a real sense of not knowing what was going to happen actually yeah. uh, even though we're all very experienced yes. and you have know, been doing this a long time now but there was a sense of goodness I just don't quite know what's going to happen here um,
3: That's certainly been the case in younger children I mean, I've worked with younger children with a bit of music, choirs and things but they certainly have got more jittery, short attention span yep. Um they still love it i mean i think making music with children is one of my very favorite things to do but um it's it's quite scary how just two years out or th- well, it's three wasn't it in the end has has taken its toll mm. on yeah there's
7: the also attitudes um again is it age is it covid or is it just other factors but i mean for instance i'm now too lazy to sing difficult music Um, Is that because, Uh, is that because I, I always was, yes. No, no, no. Is it it because, you know, for for two years we didn't sing any music at all? Yes. And then suddenly everything's difficult and you think, um, so, and then I have this resentment when somebody tries to make me sing something I don't want to sing. Oh. Um, yes. oh, yes. Come on, Jenny. What's your view on Grump, that one? Grumpy old man syndrome. Yes. Is what I say. <laughs> well,
2: this reminds me a little bit of a, a lay clerk in a, in, a, in a certain choir that I, I used to know of, um, who, whenever there was uh, new music on the, uh, on the music list that he didn't know a deputy would appear in his place for that, for that particular <laughs> oh, even really? song. Yeah, yeah. He just he'd, he'd, he'd reached that point where he needed a sub. he what? not that he couldn't do it but he just didn't he just didn't it. want mm. to yeah it's like i know the music that i like to sing and that's what i'm going to stick to
6: i think that one of the things that goes back to covid is that my breath control has gone it's, it's absolutely awful i can't sing through phrases anymore i find myself sneaking breaths when everybody else isn't which uh, no, is you're, a uh, w- we all, are. No, we all are. no no but it's just it is worse there's no doubt about it i ju- it just isn't there anymore it's not have you're you teaching your
7: of, strategies. Have, have you but... thought of breathing before you start singing? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, yeah. Someone's been listening this
2: week, at least. Yeah, think, <laughs> <laughs> breathe,
3: sing. <laughs> there it is. Just say, <laughs> it, say <laughs> it again. Say uh, think, <laughs> breathe, sing. sing. There
2: it is. That's the sequence. That's the sequence.
6: Yeah, but it's not there. I mean, it's lung capacity as well. I think that's been affected by Covid. I really do. I've had it twice, you know, and it does.
2: Yeah, I'm sh- absolutely sure yes. about that. The Steady Freddy exercises that we've been working on, do do those. Uh, As I said, when I first went to the Guildhall School of Music, my teacher made me do those for about a year to help, uh, you know, I mean, just basically get the breath moving, flowing. Mm. And steadily,
3: that's the thing I find, it's difficult. You can have a package of breath that comes out at the beginning and then you're left and then sometimes it disappears in the middle and there's nothing left and you have to snatch your breath and move on so it's just getting that yeah what? R- regular
2: study. how extraordinary <laughs> is it that we breathe all day and all night hopefully yes. and yet someone asks you to breathe and it becomes the most difficult <laughs> thing think? in the world to yes. do yes. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, why do we put ourselves through this <laughs> <laughs> In the name of. yeah in the name of music yeah quite <laughs>
6: and some of it is the multitasking too i mean that's certainly Gone by the board. I mean, I'm much worse than that. And you notice that when we're trying to do your exercises, none of us are breathing. <laughs> and that's we, 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 It's because we're not multitasking. Well,
2: yeah, that is the challenge for any musician because we all we've all got to be able to multitask. It's not you know that's not the preserve of conductors only. You know, mm. singers have got to watch the conductor. They've got to be reading the music. They've got to be thinking ahead. They've got to be thinking of their you know the breathing. technical issues, breathing, lifting the soft palate. You know, what vowel are you singing? Where's your tongue position? Mm. You, know, that's, you, know, you can tie yourself in knots ultimately can't you but having said that you know, we try and practice these things in order that they become habitual and they become second nature and what I have found again and again and again over the years working with all levels of musicians is that if there's an emotional connection to the music, to the text mm. the voice will do what it needs to do if, if what you're feeling is real and sincere, the voice will speak. Mm. And I found that again and again. And I think, I think we've heard that at times this week, but of course it's difficult to achieve all the time. But there have been moments where we've made sounds where I've seen it in people's faces, a surprise, you know, shock mm. almost, at, at how good some of the sounds have been. Yeah. Well, here's another case in point where the physical gesture... Can help with that in terms. You know, we've been we've talked a lot this week about the coordination uh, of how we get the onset of the sound. So the coordination of the breath and then the onset of the sound. Something that again, you know, when you when you mention it doesn't sound like it should be that difficult. But in practice, it can be quite hard to achieve. And when one gives a physicalization to it, in this case, conducting ourselves, giving a three breath and sing really immediately yeah. it works mm-hmm. because there's it's creating that connection between the brain and and the physical the movement um and yeah i have always found that, that that that's a very useful tool to make make a gesture make a gesture yeah. with things and here's a good example of julia doyle and a few other colleagues in if Fagellini showing this really beautifully
3: So this business of of physical gestures enabling singers to produce the sound you want or the particular phrasing you want, is that something that's common in the conducting world? Can you go to classes and courses or how do you learn to do that?
2: That's a good question. I think um, I learnt a, a mixture. I learnt a lot of it on the street, sort of working it out for myself. As it were, but I also learnt a lot of it from my own singing teachers. I was very Mm. blessed to have two wonderful teachers great Susan McCulloch, who was my teacher for over 10 years, uh, and then the equally wonderful Robert Dean. um, Two very, I mean, very different teachers in in many ways, but wonderfully inspirational and uh, very, very practical, both of them. Mm. Um, And Sue, in particular, talks a lot about the sort of um, yeah this this physicalization of it, so if you 've got to get up over the top of a note that there is a sense, of, there's an energy to it that we can't be it sounds obvious to say it but we can't be disconnected from from what our bodies are doing you know oh,
3: that was interesting the upper part of you and the lower part of you you mentioned that exactly that so a it's sort of it, it has
2: felt at times this like we're just singing from the throat up yeah. whereas yeah, of yeah. course we need to sing right you know almost <laughs> from from your toes up yeah. you know if you like it's all it, it's it's all connected yeah. as we know but uh, i think making that making that connection yeah. mentally and sort of psychologically uh, can be a huge a huge help to us and it you know, we've we've heard that this week, and and it's, it's al- something that I've used a, a, a lot over the years.
6: It's helped me a lot this week when you you keep saying it over and over again that and it's, it's something this flatness. I believe that's only come probably since COVID because I've never never sung flat. But now the thought of actually coming over and like you know coming down, approaching above it, approaching yes, a note from that's above, that's a load yeah. without yeah. hitting a ceiling. Yes, rather yeah. than yes aiming for it, you don't you do that
2: I've never banged my head on a ceiling in my life but I know what it's like to uh you know to uh to, to get stuck underneath the note and not be able to make it spin few people have spoken to me this week and we touched on this uh, a moment ago about about breaks in voices gaps appearing within voices as, as as we get older um and how one negotiates you know through that is that is that something that you've experienced or uh are experiencing
3: I think I've always had a gap in my voice as a, as a, a, never high enough to be a soprano but you know down there somewhere altos are often this middle patch and you get a, an actual break between your chest voice and your head voice so um, I think that the strategies you've given us are definitely going to help the, the sirening up slowly 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 and arriving mm. over the top yep and then coming back down, but breaking it down into these milli, 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 milli.
2: The, um, the slow siren. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I remind you of that catchphrase that <laughs> that, uh, that Charlotte Mobs uses: "A siren a day keeps the larynx in play."
4: <laughs>
2: Allowing that larynx to be mobile, because that is one of the challenges we face mm. as we get older, is keeping that larynx moving, yeah. mobile, flexible allowing it to tilt and and a simple exercise like a siren mm-hmm.
7: uh, a good uh, activity for the car i think if you're in the car going along the motorway absolutely yeah just go just siren all siren <coughs> all along.
2: yeah yes. we'll frequently do it but you know a bit of uh yeah a bit of puffy lips or siren in, in, <laughs> in the car and of course if you know if you're in london on the tube or if you're on a bus and you can't get a seat you just start doing a little bit of that and you'll find <laughs> so that uh fear the yeah exactly people <laughs> just move away and uh, you'll get a bit of personal space or yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> Half past eleven at night, just walked past the bathroom, and heard someone doing some sirens in the toilet. That's commitment. I mean, that's one of the things that I have found a little frustrating uh, this week. Anything else that's got up your collective noses? Chatting, yeah.
7: endless chatting, Yes.
2: I think people have been quite well disciplined here, but not everyone. Do you really?
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I-, I, think, I think I've found no far worse than this. A lot of people, when they finish singing, will turn to their friend next door and have a conversation about what they've just done, which is completely unnecessary.
2: Patrick Russell, Director of Music at at the Brompton Oratory uh, and uh, Head of Choral Conducting at the Royal Academy of Music. I was in his choir for six years at at the Brompton Oratory, and he was uh, unfailingly patient with myself and my colleague Ben Davis, who I stand next to in the 16 now, as we were... I would say bad examples uh, uh, of uh, people who could keep their mouths shut during a rehearsal. Cool <laughs> etiquette. Yeah. and uh, exactly that. And uh, some years ago, uh, having become a conductor and, or you know, been conducting more, I, I ran into Paddy at a concert and, and I thought, I'm going to take this opportunity. And I said to him, Paddy, I, said, I need to apologise to you because I realise now that the boot's on the other foot that I was probably a complete nightmare mm. to have in your choir. And he said, well, it's very good of you to say that, Eamon, but uh, I always thought it was Ben Davis who was the problem. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, I told this story to Ben, and quick as a flash, he said, yeah, well, Paddy said exactly the opposite to me. (laughs) (laughs) How funny.
7: (laughs) I have heard in some choral societies now, it's the norm, the difference if if we're note-bashing the Sopranos, all the basses get out their phones and spend two minutes on their phones,
2: yeah. which I find extraordinary. Yeah. This is absolutely a thing, uh, and that's that's across the board. I was conducting a recording recently, and um, we'd finished a take and sat down, and I was giving my notes on my thoughts on the take, and somebody was on their phone in front of me, and I, you know, yeah. I just, it, it's like, but it's like a habit, isn't it? It's mm. a reflex. Yeah. I think whatever level one is working at. Uh, we can all learn from each other, and I don't come to these weeks with any sense of um, super su- <laughs> <laughs> no, <I was> <laughs> superiority or anything like that. You know, I, this, there have been times this week where it's been very challenging, but but one learns from that. And you sometimes you have to dig deep, and you think, well, you know, how can I? What can I do to try and make this particular passage work? This afternoon session was a challenge. You know, yeah. as we were struggling to to cope with with where it went harmonically although it wasn't harmonically difficult it did move fast yes uh, and uh, we were struggling to get on top of that and so to get
3: y- that point of reference so you could move on to the exactly next exactly that you you s- and uh, you took it apart and, and, and broke it down. very helpful you've just got to break
2: it down did okay
3: and i think your your lack of superiority and your ability to make us feel um, okay. part of a, a mm. whole ensemble um, has been very helpful because it, you've endeared yourself to us it's yeah, helped us relax
6: I've been on one or two courses where I haven't been able to relax at all because I've felt so challenged in yeah. edge. Yes. Well, and inferior mm.
2: I try to teach the younger singers who I work with be a good colleague mm. you can be a good support. colleague when you're in charge as well you don't know, put the uh, finger and touch <laughs> <Quite so. laughs>
0: Well, my colleague Eamon Dugan there, what an extraordinary choir trainer he is. It's the fastest effect on the sound of a choir that I've ever heard. And he's never afraid to push singers hard, but crucially within a safe and supportive environment and from such a basis of technical knowledge as well. I'm quickly going to read the track list as nothing was back announced in the programme. First of all, we heard Luca Marencio's Iniquos Audio Abui, that's the 16 conducted by Eamon. Uh, then we heard Douglas Yeo playing The Serpent. And then about seven seconds of Danish Folk Song gets its own track in the Music Effect album of Danish Folk Songs, arranged and conducted by Bo Holton. Then Luca Marencio again, his Magnificat for Double Choir, King's College, Cambridge, conducted by Stephen Cleabury. The siren was Charlotte Mobb's soprano. And finally, let's listen to another track from one of that series of several CDs on coro with the 16, based around late 16th and early 17th century music in Poland, some Polish composers, some Italian. Um, i have chosen an Easter motet, Christus Resurgens by Asprilio Pacelli, and listen to the sound Eamon gets from the 16. Um, it's the same singers, uh, just different from if Harry had been conducting it. I think we could have a really interesting. Uh, Um, program at one point if we get some singers in who work under a lot of different conductors and ask them why it's so different and why the same singers can sound quite different Uh, it shows the level of phrase shaping drama and personal commitment that's possible in this very italian repertoire i think hats off to him and them see you next time just before you go, another reminder to try listening on Patreon, which costs just a few pounds per month. Or if you prefer, you can very simply make a one-off donation. You can actually do either via choralchihuahua.com. Thanks.